Um, I'm annoying because I think I both don't and do have a type. I flirt with like everything and anything. I like confidence, a little bit of like rude humour. Uh-huh. And by rude, I mean like bully me. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I actually don't have a type. I mean, like, I, I have a picture of this ideal like man in my hair. I really don't have a type, actually. <laughs> Dark-haired, like, maybe beardy, brown eyes, hairy chest, taller than me. But it, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? It's just, it's just a fantasy. To live of bi. We're both a bit um a bit under the weather today. <laughs> Just so you know. I had a cold last time we recorded and somehow it's still with me. <laughs> it hasn't left. Oh, Elle always has a cold. I once called Elle's mum because I was worried about their general health. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember Because you were ill all the time and I was worried you had some sort of like underlying condition. Yeah, then my mum said, no, that's just what our family's like. We have very small nasal passages. I was honestly so stressed. I was like, Alice, honestly ill constantly. And I am worried that like they're going to turn around and get some really terrifying, Mm. what's I about to say, prognosis there, diagnosis. And then prognosis. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just absolutely <laughs> knackered and will be yawning throughout. I had an absolutely terrible night's sleep. But other than that, we're really excited. We're really excited. We actually are really excited. We genuinely too. are really excited. Particularly because we're bringing you something kind of new today. Yeah, we're trying something a bit new. This is our first listener-inspired episode. So mm. one of our Patreons, I never know whether to say Patreon or Patron. Yeah. We should ask our patrons we what they want to check be the website or see or maybe, what other people say. Maybe they could have a code, like not a code name, like um, like Fanny. Lady Gaga. Yeah, has, has monsters. monsters. Should, we'll, we're taking <laughs> offers. <laughs> anyway, one of our patreons got in touch to ask if we could make an episode about attraction, mm, and we got so into it. That we have actually gone above and beyond and we've made three mini episodes dedicated to the subject. Which segues into our next innovation, actually. So Life of Bi is now going to be, say it with me, a bi-monthly podcast. <laughs> Which is actually what we initially planned, but then just didn't have the chutzpah to carry it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually going to release from now on two episodes a month, one a uh, one mini, one shorter in the middle of the month and a longer one at the end. Yeah, that is, we're going to try it until the end of the year and see how it goes. See what we'll our mental health's oh, like. There he's yawning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we're doing. We'll see how you're doing. And we're just working out ways to make this work, basically. Yeah. And um, while we're on the subject of timely episodes, we mm-hmm. just wanted to say a big thank you to all of the listeners and patrons, Patreons, whatever you're called, who have been <laughs> patient, <laughs> whoever you are, who have been um, really patient with us. Like the yeah, 
we were a bit inconsistent with episodes for a bit and we really appreciate you for sticking with us mm. because um means a lot and basically we're gonna be better <laughs> we promise we're, we're gonna, gonna be better this is our confession and this is our redemption we're gonna be better okay that's enough of the admin and, and the apologies. apology it's time to meet our listener hello my name is hyacinth bellarose and my pronouns are they them I'm the founder and director of the Friendly City Safe Space, the first public LGBTQ plus safe space in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and I also write the substack Shadow Magic. My question is this. As a non-binary person, I often wonder the role that gender identity or even energy plays in attraction. I feel like something often unspoken in conversations about sexuality is the complexity of attempting to transcend gender binaries while still attaching binary language to attraction. I'm curious what people are finding attractive. Gender identity, gender expression or performance, or just people's physical bodies, or even all of the above. Thanks. Whoa. Big. Big question. Big Q. Thank you, Hyacinth, so much for getting in touch and also Mm -hmm. for having the faith in us to be able to answer this question. (laughs) Yeah. It's incredibly flattering and I think a bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try our absolute best. Yeah. It's a biggie. Um, So maybe we should try and like paraphrase it a little bit like mm-hmm. you know distill the like what the what do you think the core of the question yeah, is the essence yeah so like is it i guess the question is like what role if any mm-hmm. does gender have to play in attraction yeah right and also like what makes us desire a certain person or a certain body if it's not to do with that person's cis normative gender yeah because i think it's like you know is it gender expression mm-hmm. is it energy is it just physical hotness uh-huh. like what turns us on basically there isn't there isn't a pithy <laughs> there isn't a pithy version yeah. of this question yeah and we tried to fit this all into one episode yeah. but quite frankly it's just impossible yeah we couldn't do it we couldn't do it lads so we decided okay maybe let's do three episodes uh-huh. instead so starting today we are releasing three different minisodes during which we ask three different people why they're attracted to who they're attracted to Welcome to the Desire Triptych. Desire Triptych. Desire Triptych. Part one. <laughs> you know, like when you're um, on like spare room and you're, you're you're looking for a place to live, and then you go round to view this potential place where you're gonna live. And you walk through the the front door, and like you know straight away that I'm not going to live there, or I'm I can live here. It's like a gut instinct, like straight away. And, and I think it's the same with people, like you just know straight away. I don't. I. It's hard to like verbalize what that is. This is Rob, who we met at a local cafe <laughs> in the on-running saga of Mary's employment history. <laughs> Which regular listeners will be well acquainted with. Yeah, guys, the play is over now. Um, I'm looking into nannying, but I am going to keep the cafe job on the side. (laughs) Now, on this subject, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash life of bye. Anyway, so Mary works with Rob at a cafe. They are truly a wonderful person, as you can probably already tell. Uh, Rob uses he, they pronouns and identifies as queer. But up until recently... They identified as a gay man. But I had girlfriends as well at school. And looking back, some of that was genuine as well. Like, I definitely had feelings for um, 
feelings for those those girls at the time, like both like internally and like external feelings that you mm. like can't deny either. Uh, like <laughs> like yeah. that that's you can't fake that, I don't think. But I think I had the, my first boyfriend when I was like fifteen. I I'd come out as gay at that point. Um and like I felt like I I'm like gay up until maybe two years ago, maybe even just this year. Like thinking about it now, it's like bi doesn't feel right for me. Like gay doesn't feel right for me. I just think like it's just queer. Like it's not. It it doesn't come down to like sex. It doesn't come down to gender. Like it's just it comes down to the person. Like those feelings I had for those those girls when I was like fifteen, sixteen were real. The feelings that I had for the the guys were real, and it it it's just that the person. So I don't know how long it's been now. The last eighteen months with like my partner coming out as a trans woman, and then that's that's maybe been the catalyst that's like got me thinking about my own like gender and sexuality. It's like okay, Rob met their partner on Grinder. Well, so this is bad. I was actually trying to find a specific person. I can't actually remember who it was. Like, but I had a rough idea of their age. So like, I'd set my filter to just be like 34. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most specific type ever. (laughs) Must be 34. No, I was stalking this person. Well, not stalking, but I was like wanting to find Mm. See if they were on Grinder. Yeah. Basically, I was trying to see if this person was on Grinder, and that's that's as much like information as I could put my filter to. Mm. Anyway, I saw his profile on there, and it was just a face picture, and I was like, oh, I was just like drawn drawn to them, um, and then we started chatting. Noticed that we had things in common. Um, said, oh yeah, let's go for. Let's like have a date on Saturday. We can go for somewhere for coffee, somewhere cute, blah blah blah. Mm. Saturday came. Neither of us had bothered to like message each other <laughs> to arrange this could be date. And then like I was heading to work. I was on the bus and text and I was like, "Oh, sorry, we forgot about the date. Um, do you want to come around for dinner mm. and watch?" watch a film or something code for sex um and uh as i was like oh sorry i'm already on the way to work and then like the bus just suddenly like stopped and was like the bus terminates here i was like okay i'm not going to go to work now so i rang in sick i was like i then got on another bus going in the opposite direction i was like okay yeah what's your address i'm coming over for dinner um and then left on monday morning mm. yeah that that was it Oh, it's cute. It's so it's cute. so cute. I mean, this is basically like your classic couple meet cute story, mm-hmm. right? In the modern age. In the modern age, yeah, uh-huh. crucially because it does involve a grinder. Right. But I mean, like it's a very, very endearing story. But like the fact that we meet people and fall in love and things go well isn't yeah. exactly uh, groundbreaking. And I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm 
not sure. I sound like a Scrooge. I'm not sure. I was like, answers love question, groundbreaking. Really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Attraction does happen. We're all okay with that. That's we, a fact. Yeah, but, so like, yeah. I just feel like I want to like break it down into like the stages mm-hmm. of attraction. Yeah. To see so if we can actually use that story to answer yeah. Hyacinth's question. So what's actually happening in this story? Yeah. Well, I'm going to break it down for okay, you Okay. Break it down now. I think it's going to sound a little bit, it might sound a little bit Love Island. It's going to sound like I'm stating the fucking obvious. <laughs> Step one of attraction in this story uh-huh. is physical, right? Yeah. They see each other on an app. They like each other's face, bodies. <laughs> that I don't know what you do on Grind, did you swipe? You tap. I think so, yeah. I'm not sure what you do. Anyway, they say yes. They say yes to the dress. Then they <laughs> then they flirt. On yeah. the, so that's step two. Step yeah. two, they start to chat. They chat. Right? So that is... Personality Another involved. step of attraction. Yeah, you've uh-huh. got you know, somebody's personality to play with. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're able to do some light comedic sparring with you <laughs> in the you virtual realm. like an alien who is learning how humans date. <laughs> okay that's sort of what i'm getting yeah. at yeah, yeah you need to disconnect yeah. and to then connect. step three step three would be the date right yeah. but neither of them do anything to arrange the date now that's that's interesting, interesting isn't that it step. that makes me question i did actually ask rob to clarify this but they haven't replied to me <laughs> <laughs> which is which is like because you're an alien because <laughs> <laughs> i'm an alien and i sent them a voice note which is like what no words were like being like so you can't have fancied them that much because you didn't like... You didn't you try didn't, to go on a date. You didn't try and go on the date. So like, can you explain to me like mm. why? Yeah, but Rob thinks that that is an example of energy. Mm. Like it's not necessarily from you yourself. It's it's almost like a universe thing. Like if it hadn't been for the bus, then they might not have made it to the date. I often look for like indicators that this is this is right as well just like weird coincidences which i feel like are messages from Mm. like the universe that this is right like um when texted me i was like no sorry i'm on the way to work you missed your like you missed your opportunity and then the bus suddenly stopped and was like everyone get off the bus Mm. i was like oh okay somewhat something's telling me to say yes and go go to their house has this happened to you? Has the universe told you to fall in love with someone? Well, as you know, Elle, I fall in love a lot. <laughs> what? A lot. And yeah. I think I feel that electricity like quite a lot of the time. I do think that feeling of like, oh, yeah, literally like locked eyes with someone. Whoa, what a feeling. Mm-mm. It's pretty rare. I would say the rest of the time, normally what I'm talking about is like over time with someone, there's a bit mm. of fears. Yeah. Or even when I say over time, I mean like a few days. <laughs> and, then, and you're like, oh, I have and a then crush you become on this obsessed person. With and them. you become obsessed with yeah. them. And then I ultimately become their best friend. Or at least I try. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I've only had that like, shagong. <laughs> We're being very giggly. It's quite fun. <laughs> it's a really giggly episode. I needed this today. I was just thinking about my the only time I've really experienced that, apart from like obviously my partner who I love. Um, but I heard him. If I did, I talk about that guy in the Morrison's basement. The Morrison's basement. I know yeah, you... in the rice aisle. Oh my god! Have you told me about the guy in the rice aisle? Well, I haven't told. Of course, the you talked about the guy in the rice aisle. Well, I met a guy in a rice aisle. Who meets a guy in the rice aisle? I actually met someone in a supermarket. Yeah. The lighting couldn't be crueler. I know, but I looked great. 
Because as soon as we stopped talking, I looked at myself on my phone camera and I thought, wow, no one should look this good under halogen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He thought I was his neighbour. And you weren't. And I said, where do you live? Do you think he made that up? No, no, because he was like looking at me funnily and I was like, what? And he was like, you you live next door to me. And I said, where do you live? In your dreams, baby. (laughs) He said, uh, in Acton. I said, nah, that's not me. And then he went, oh, you're just beautiful like her. Fuck. Yeah, I know. And then we were talking and then at the end of the conversation. Did you finally just drop (laughs) I was like, also, it was gorgeous. At the end of the conversation, he said, I'm going to give you my number and you don't have to do anything with it, but you'll have it. And obviously I texted him. And obviously. I had great sex on the first day. Very good. Anyway, honestly, that's the sort of story where, like, if the person wasn't hot, that's a disaster. yeah. You'd be like, get the fuck away from me, <laughs> <laughs> buy your rice and leave. <laughs> okay, sorry. What's I totally derailed you. I'm really I think sorry. I did actually have a shagung moment with Eros. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, because we spoke for literally five minutes, and then I was at that party. Yeah, and I did think, and I left having spoken to this person for five minutes. Yeah, was in the car being like, I Eros. remember. I, I was like, I, I said his name in the car, yeah, out loud a couple of times because I was like, I think he's gonna be. I've just got this feeling it's gonna be special that that name is gonna be important because although that conversation during which honestly can't remember what we spoke about it wasn't important, mm. but it was just like a thing. Isn't that mental? There was a spark, and I was yeah. like, I feel really good about this, and I was dating quite a lot of the time, yeah, and you know, you know how it is on apps, the chance of you being excited. Yeah, for the first date is actually quite low. Well, I I did meet Andrew on an app, and our first date was great. But did you were you excited for the first date? No, that's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> I wasn't excited at all. We were just talking about this. I went on a date with someone else two nights before, and I was knackered, and I almost cancelled on Andrew because I was like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Bloody glad I went. See, this is the fates. Mm. Fates make you do things. Yeah. Try to think of other times I've had the spicow. <laughs> I think the tingle can, I think, yeah. So I, my difference would be like a bolt of electricity is a different sensation mm. from the tingle. So like either tingle or like the sparkle, I've had loads. That's when like you've been hanging out with someone for a while. And then there's like a moment where you're like, oh, I'm like really aware of you all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting because when I first saw Andrew, I didn't have, I didn't, it wasn't like <laughs> lightning bolt. It felt like a sliding into place. I think that charge feeling that you mm-hmm. get with people, I have definitely had the thing where like you meet eyes with someone and it feels like you've got like Star Wars laser beams coming yeah, out of both or they're of your sticky. eyes. They're sticky. Literally the yeah. first time. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing that. Mm. And that is just must. That is just like pure fuck energy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know I mean, that's not like yeah. we're going to be the other for the rest of our lives. It's like I yeah. we fancy each other instantly. instantly. Hey, Rob has a good story about that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> One time on the tube, it's this was like pre-COVID, and it was like packed. We were stood in the aisle, but uh, between the seats, and it was like packed, holding onto the rail, and then like the guy opposite me was like smiling at me and like we both had our hands on the rail and our hands were like moving closer to each other and then we just like held hands on the rail together for like two or three stops and then he got off 
and that was it. But we just shared like a nice little intimate moment holding hands on the tube. I love that story. I think it's wild mm-hmm. that you can, without words, communicate yeah. that you want to hold hands with somebody. Yeah. What's happening? We like, yeah, what is actually happening? Like, when it's all very happens. well talking about shugung and electricity yeah. and etc. But like, in order to like really get into higher sense question, yeah, like what is it about that person on the train mm. and Rob to that person on the train mm-hmm. that attracts you to each other? Without mm-hmm. fucking words. There's so much communication going on between two people mm-hmm. that we're just not aware of most of the time unless you fancy someone. Yeah. Because, like, that is basically not telepathy, but something along the lines of yeah. they knew that the other one was into it. Yeah. Anyway, so we thought we'd turn to science. <laughs> and what did it yeah. turn up, Al? Well, science isn't very good at understanding desire either. Science isn't very flirty, is it? No. And also, something that Hyacinth says is that how can we transcend binary language, right? And a lot of what I read Mm. was understanding the difference between men and women in their hormone responses when they're faced with different people. So in men, testosterone levels increase. In mm, women, mm, oxytocin mm. levels mm. increase. And you're like, okay, yeah, but we we should try and get away from that like very binary, binary way language. of like looking at it. And I think that's what is so interesting about Hyacinth's question. But having said that, let's talk a bit about the chemistry. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well... I mean, I literally found this in a women's mag thing, but at least it was done by a proper foundation, which I checked. Accredited yeah. foundation. In 2020, the, the Alfred Cordlin Foundation, I've got no idea where that's based, <laughs> but they um, did some experiments to prove that you can get like oxytocin, which is normally like the cuddle hormone or the love hormone mm-hmm. or linked to even like maternal feelings. Yes. You can, that can be released pretty much instantly. Mm. So that that was pretty interesting to them. They were like, so like, in terms of chemically, love at first sight is possible. Right. If science does actually favour romantics, yeah. like it, it is a phenomena that science corroborates in the sense that mm-hmm. the chemicals that we associate with love are released, can be released yeah, quite quickly away. for certain people. Yeah. But then it goes on to be like, there's just no, obviously there's no guarantee that, that will turn into a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Love at first sight, that phenomena, mm-hmm. we only have because the people that have that feeling very early on and then stay together, they tell the story as if it was love yeah. at first sight. Obviously, it's not. You want to yeah. fuck at first sight. You don't know exactly that it's actually going to have legs. Yeah. It's like if I was still with man from the supermarket. Exactly. I'd be like, love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. He said, is that your it's bad self- And I was like, <laughs> marry me. <laughs> Yes, I, unfortunately, I don't know if this is relevant, but um, this, this uh, bit of research brought me down a really weird line of uh, thinking, which is about imprinting. What, like Twilight? Yeah, like, exactly like Twilight, but that's a real thing that animals do, right? You imprint, that's how they like recognise each other in nature. So they like come back to the same partner or like, you know. Or more commonly... They just call that, like, recognition. <laughs> but more commonly, a child will imprint on the mother so, like, they know who their mother is or who they're related to. Right. Yeah? Um, and they were looking at human imprinting. Mm-hmm. And there was this study done in 2012 which was looking at facial mapping of parents and uh, their children's partners. Yeah. 
So they were looking for facial similarity between it was there. It was like uh, incredibly cishet normative, of course, of course. Which like it looks like all sciences, all sciences. Yeah, <laughs> this is why you keep drawing blanks when you like when you try and, you do try and find science, a queer, queer yeah, science, a like, queer version of this. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> they found that um, even though women d- women's partners didn't seem to share facial similarity with their fathers. Um, men tended to go with partners who looked like their mums. <laughs> I mean, how the fuck do you even measure facial similarity? I know. They're literally, I bet they're talking about the bloody sizes of things and the distances between yeah, your exactly, eyes. exactly, exactly. And that it's is like, so stupid. But then I did ask Rob, does your partner look like your mum? And they were like, kind of. <laughs> well, this is the thing. So science is annoying, but then there's like what everybody just observes about life, which is yeah. like, you know, like when people look a bit like their dogs. Exactly. You also have the urge to merge syndrome. And like, I yeah. I do you look, look like a Eros. lot like my partner. Yeah. yeah. And you think I look like Andrew. I do think you look like Andrew. Yeah. But maybe if I met Andrew randomly, I wouldn't think yeah. he looked like you. But it's where that overlaps with the urge to merge. You're right. Because then you start consciously sort of looking more similar right. in some ways. But then I, I listened to a podcast, an episode about the chemistry of a kiss. Like what wow. um, information is exchanged during a Whoa. kiss. And there's some science that says like you're exchanging the reason. Oh, no, it's why do we kiss? Right. And there's a scientific reason, which is like, you're literally exchanging genetic information. Fuck. You're trying to find... It's very alien, isn't it? It's being like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Would you have Aliens a good baby? Aliens are Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Would you make good babies with me? Um, and you're like finding out stuff yeah. about them. But that science would argue that actually you're looking for someone who is different from yes. you. Yes. You're looking for a match that's like, you know, whatever's lacking in your immune system is you stronger than this other person. So that doesn't really work with urge to merge, particularly when yeah. we think about inbreeding, which famously for the royals didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you end up looking a bit weird. <laughs> so it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to go no, But somewhere. also, more crucially, with like, you have huge uh, birth defects where you're much more likely to die. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this isn't an episode about incest. So that too. And... Just one more thing I wanted to share with you about the chemistry. Also pheromones. Pher- yeah, what's happening there? Pheromones is a classic, right? Which is like <laughs> the smell of somebody. So you're like yeah. tasting their mouth and then it's like the smell of someone. And it's true. Yeah. If you don't like the smell of someone, yeah. that is it. In fact, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, her one piece of yeah. dating advice is to always smell good. Always smell good. And I think it's the best. I think it's best advice for life. I think smelling good is a civic duty. And when you take a smell like that dopamine is released oh right so that is literally like an addictive thing so it's the same thing that's released when you eat chocolate or like you gamble (laughs) 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 or you know or you get a notification from instagram okay so just to scoop this back to hyacinth's question Mm -hmm. right because they were asking specifically about how all of this chemistry stuff works beyond gender binaries. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we interviewed Rob in the first place Uh and that they're an interesting person to interview is that when they had that spark with their current partner all those years ago on Grindr, their partner was presenting as a man, was using he, him pronouns Mm -hmm. and was presenting as a gay man. Uh And then later in their relationship has... um, transitioned into a trans woman uh-huh. but rob's attraction has obviously stayed constant because like they haven't changed that person hasn't changed mm-hmm. they've always been trans they just 
that's like a journey that she's gone on. Mm. So that sort of taps into this thing, which is like all these studies which are measuring on gender. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking useless. Like, don't just show, we can't, we can't necessarily measure attraction based on what somebody, what, how you might take somebody's gender expression Mm -hmm. because that person might then develop their gender expression. It's not going to change how you, how you feel about them. Yeah. Well, it might, but in Rob's case, it doesn't. It was actually, um, she transitioned outside of our relationship. Like we'd actually broken up at that time. Um, and we weren't together. And then like, she came, but we're still living together. Um, and, um, she, uh, like, yeah, came out, but that sort of, and then like, after that point, we decided to give the relationship another go. And I think that does help tie in with what we're saying about energy, because um, her coming out and like realizing her, like realizing, having a realization about herself, like only improves the energy that she's putting out there. Like it's, she's more of a, like a truer form of of herself and like ha- happier in in herself and yeah mm. so th- that only like is a, is a can only be a positive thing in like it it's going going to help her be more happy in herself mm. yeah and then that feeds the relationship yeah exactly yeah. if if someone's happier in their own skin and in their own identity it's only it can only be a positive for the, for the relationship it is so wonderful to hear rob say that especially this week. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners will be aware of the Guardian article that was released this week. I haven't read it. I like won't a long say, read. no, it's a short one, very badly written by a woman. I won't say her name because I don't want to give them any like publicity whose partner came out as trans. And the article is all about how she basically couldn't accept it. And it's an incredibly unself-aware piece of writing. And I think... Um, you know, it was it was going all around the internet and there's been a huge amount of backlash to it. Um, and also a huge amount of people agreeing, which is slightly depressing. But I think knowing that is wonderful to hear Rob speak. It is bizarre this when we're talking about this idea of like attraction, which like when it comes down to it, it, it isn't really based on it's not the Love Island shit, is it? It's not no. like blonde hair, it's not necessarily like uh, something to do with your body. Yeah. And I think for queer people, it's like, you know, gender is becoming less and less relevant to pretty much every queer person I know. Yeah. You know, which is why a lot of us have started using she, they, or he, they, or they, them pronouns, because mm-hmm. actually it doesn't really matter what my gender expression is or how I'm feeling on a given day, because like you're attracted to a person. Yeah. Hey, listener. You might have noticed that there are no adverts on this podcast. That's because Life of Bi is an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. For the price of a cup of coffee or a pint of beer a month, you can get involved. We're at patreon.com forward slash life of bi. Every single donation we get thrills us to bits and means that we can think about a future of doing this podcast for longer. Maybe even one day being sustained by some art that we do. (laughs) 
imagine? Impossible. Thank you so much if you've already donated, and we're excited to meet you if you're about to join us. Bye. We're going to go more into this in our next, in part two of our Desire Triptych. Yeah. The middle of next month. It'll be 14th of November. And before then, you're going to get a super special Halloween episode on the 31st of October, which I'm really looking forward to. And I've just suddenly thought we should dress up for. Is that overkill? It's a podcast. You can't see us. You can't see us. We can wear nothing. (laughs) Just before we leave... I want to do a huge shout out to our new Patreons. Huge shout out. Have you got the breath for this? Yeah, because we haven't, we actually haven't done a shout out to new Patreons we since slept. our pre-recorded episode, yeah. which was months ago. So should I try and do this all in one breath? I think you should try and do it okay. one, but you still give them their due respect <laughs> okay. and breath. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Thank you to Best Laugh, Hyacinth, Grace, Craig, Deep, Emray, Helen, Eve, Carly, Natalie, Francis, H, Esther, Antia, Rebecca, Lisa, Harriet, Alice, Phoebe, Hugh, Rachel, Ashley, Lucy, Maya, Jen. You're legends. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much. There's so many of you. I know. Thank you so much. Oh, we love you. Honestly, it's amazing. Yeah. If you want to join the absolute army of legends that we've got now, you mm. can support us at patreon.com forward slash life of buy. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Yes. We also, are at Hotter Project. Life of Bi is the second most popular bisexual podcast yeah. on, Spotify, on Spotify, which is insane. Mental. I mean, it's also, you know, it's a niche subject, but also... <laughs> we're going to take the win. We're really proud. <laughs> so, but if you um, can like the podcast or leave really good reviews, that will slowly get us yeah. up. And then we'll be able to say that we are the number one by such a podcast and you'll be able to say I'm supported (laughs) I don't know you'll be proud too right Um, after us like slightly wobbly less um, permanent summer episodes we were like okay team we really got to get back on this yeah. By life of by bandwagon, so we plan our episodes out for the rest of the year. That's right, bitches. You don't even need to know that. That's almost like pure admin. Yeah. For some reason, I just feel like I want to tell you that we are committed to this relationship. Yeah, really committed. Like really committed. Be committed for a quarter of the year more, <laughs> and then we're going to review. <laughs> yeah. And Question from Elle. what I would say is, if you have a suggestion of a topic you want us to cover. Because we've really enjoyed this. We've now is the it. time to get in touch because come January, we'll be able to get re-inspired by your suggestions. Bye! Thanks for listening! Life of Bye was made, hosted and edited by Elle Potter and Mary Higgins. Sound design and production by Tom Foskett Barnes. Funded by you, the listener. With thanks to our friend Rob. I just want to say, and it ain't over till the bisexual spin.